Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's <laughs> in the top eight, then you're going to hop around, man. So we're going... We moved into the balls deep portion of the <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like, like Mex- Mexican America. food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> Well, so welcome back to Leaving a Legacy. Uh, you got three of us here tonight, three hosts, uh, Adrian and Pat and Brayden. Wait, what the fuck happened with Jerry? <laughs> I don't know. So, so how's everybody doing? Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Brayden? I'm doing good. Yeah? So... This is this is Braden Defoe and anybody on the fucking Facebook group. I feel the need might want to know you. You were the first person in the group <laughs> that was not actually on the cast. <laughs> I think I was member number six. Was it six? And I had to, yeah, because I had to work to find you for whatever reason. Oh yeah, maybe. I I, I hit you up on Twitter to find out. How to get onto the Facebook group? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But you, I, I think you were like the first post anyway. You're like, man, it's quiet in here, <laughs> <laughs> and that certainly changed a bit. And uh, you always got something awesome to fucking contribute to. And and I've heard uh, Celso in the past. I don't even know if I should actually bring that up. But like, is there a reason he calls you Tuna? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's that came from uh, another podcast actually, uh, the cast from Exile Cast, and uh, it came from me. I won a game stay, and I took a picture of a me holding the champion mat. Okay, had on this like uh, Tommy Bahama shirt. <laughs> tuna. It was big tuna fish wearing Ray Ban sunglasses. <laughs> okay, this is, this, there's this big goofy picture of me. Wearing this shirt that has tuna on it. Yeah, so you so now now I wear that shirt whenever I go to a big tournament. So okay, good luck. It's good luck. Yeah, <laughs> only the one time though. <laughs> and you are a uh, yeah, you are a huge podcast uh, enthusiast. Can I say enthusiast? I am. I, you can say that. Uh, where I work, I get lots of time to listen to stuff on my headphones. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you can eat up a lot of time with a bunch of podcasts. I can tell you that. Yeah, the days go by easier, I think, right? Well, much better, much much smoother. Mm-hmm. You don't have like machine noise blaring in your ears, and you just uh, keep focused and keep working. Yeah, I think that's the first thing we noticed. I also work in the machine shop, and like that's, yeah. some, that's something we were both doing because I just pop earbuds in and listen to podcasts too. All right, all right. So you got in an unlimited. Yeah. And, and like, and what do you play now? Uh, just I, whatever I, I feel like, really. I've like, got. Do you do I've a lot? Of, I mean, I mean, format-wise, do you play commander? Do you play? Oh yeah, I play everything. Oh, uh, do you? Yeah, I play commander. Play a lot of limited, a lot of drafts, mm-hmm. and standard because that's what everybody plays. Okay. And then I've got a pretty deep. Uh, I got a deep collection, so I, I've got almost all the cards from modern. Okay. And then, uh, still building. Back my legacy collection because I sold sold eight years ago. How long ago? Eight years? Oh, jeez. I would have sold out uh, 
what was the set? Invasion Block, just after Invasion Block. Okay. So it was a while ago. And you've been putting it back I, together since? Yeah, I like, I like kept some, some odds and ends, like I, I always had Force Wills and I had a couple of Wastelands left over, but I sold all the money cards way back when. It was, it was long ago, long enough ago that you could buy dual lands for $10 a piece. Okay. So I sold them for five bucks a piece mm-hmm. and then went and bought, went and bought beer. <laughs> thought that was, thought that was great. Now, what, 15 years down the road, that seems pretty stupid, but. <laughs> yeah, but having that kind of, that kind of foresight is like insane. Yeah, right? I don't think anyone expected them to go that high. No, nah, no. Nah. It was, uh, who would have thought this game would have been around 20 years later? Right. It, it blocks my mind. <laughs> it really does how, how popular this game is. Right I tell now. everyone, like, I played, like, I played, I finished, I started when I was, like, in middle school, so it was probably, like, 97, 98, and played, like, through high school, and when I got out in 2003, I just, like, I, you know, that was when I graduated high school, I went off to college, and I never expected to, like, have use for my collection, and then when I found out it was still being played, like, in stores all the time, that's when I got back into it, like, two years ago, and I couldn't believe how big the game was, because it was so much smaller, at least I remember it being so much smaller when I first started playing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I always played in the stores that sold Magic cards. I just played different games. Like I was, I was big into the Warhammer Forty Thousand for a long time. So I always knew Magic was around, and I'd pick it up every once in a while, just buy a couple of intro packs and play with my little brother and stuff. So, huh. and, and did you really did you all like the miniature painting and stuff? I did. Yeah, I got out of that game. It got. Uh, it got to the point where, like, every two years they'd put out a new edition. You had to buy all new stuff. Oh. Just, <laughs> it sounds like, like <laughs> sounds like standard. <laughs> standard. And it yeah, was I feel a, like I feel like with something with a game like that, you're like you're so painstakingly painting all your miniatures. Like, I, I love seeing the guys in some of the shops I go to playing Warhammer because it's just looking at that stuff is it's very artistic and very impressive. I, I mean, I can never do it or have the patience for it, but. I would imagine, like, putting all that work in just to have to then basically be useless to, to buy new ones and do it all over again would be a little bit frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it when I did it, and um, I don't regret getting out of it. Uh, it was just collecting dust. I wasn't using it. So I got rid of it to somebody who was going to use it. So I sold it for next to nothing. So he got a whole bunch of stuff, so he was happy. And... uh I wouldn't recommend going into that game right now. Into no. Warhammer? Into Warhammer. Not right now. Why is that? Oh, it's just too hard to keep up. It's a lot of money to get into, and they, 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 it's just the way they, they've run their business now. They, they keep, try and keep you buying new stuff every chance they, they, they can. Kind of yeah. like, it's exactly like standard, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> with gold and with the new. Did you guys play it all this weekend? Pre- really? Yeah. Oh, how was your pre-release, man? I went and did the midnight one. Started falling asleep in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> so I left. And That's then I, uh, I did one on Sunday. And I, uh, I did okay on that one. Did you open anything good? Uh, I opened a Gideon. Okay. That's pretty uh, good. Sold it at the end for 35 bucks. Cause that's the most that'll, that card will ever be worth. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, the prices in that set are just going to be very depressed just in general because of how much product will be opened. And, um, yeah, overall, I think it's going to be pretty pretty low prices. So I think now, is, if you're opening stuff, now is the time to, to ship it out. 
Such uh, as Pat did. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so I tried to do the midnight pre-release. I actually, like, my wife got home at, like, 20 past 11, and the shop down, you know, was, like, 15 minutes for me, so I actually was fully dressed and ready to go, and she got home, and I'm like, I'm just fucking going to bed. She's like, you're not going to go to the store? I'm like, nah, I'm too tired. So uh, I ended up going on Saturday night. I did the 8 o'clock one, and um, it was cool. It was a good event. Like, I, my uh, promo was uh, the Lumbering Falls, so it's, like, the, the green-blue manland. Oh, wow. Um, so that was nice. Um, so I'm opening my packs, and uh, one of the first cards I opened was Omnath, Locus of Rage, which is like the green-red legendary elemental creature, um, which I, I ended up playing that in the deck. I uh, didn't do too well. I went one and two. Uh, the only person I beat was like a young kid, and um, which like <laughs> which, which sucked. Like my deck was pretty pretty bad. I was trying to do like a green-red ramp deck, and it just I didn't have enough Eldrazi to make it happen. Um, but I did pull. I actually had some really really good pulls um, from my my just my sealed pool. I pulled one of the steam vents expeditions, and then I pulled one of the undergrowth champions, which is like twenty bucks, um, which is fine. So I was I'm really excited to pull an expedition. The fucking art was unreal. I literally just like grabbed it, put it in the sleeve, put it in my binder, and I was like, yeah, that's gonna get me a new dual land. And then uh, the way the store does it um, that I'm near, uh, they do like uh, basically a participation prize pack. So if you go like you know, o two or o three or one and two, you get like a one prize pack. So I waited to the third round, got my prize pack, and like left and like opened it in the car, and I got a um, one of the stomping grounds expeditions. So it was pretty insane. I had a lot of value in that in that uh, in that sealed pool. I ended up selling the two expeditions and just picked up uh, an underground sea and a tropical island actually. So uh, flipping those into some some legacy staples. Very nice. Yeah, but the uh, I, it was honestly it was hard to to send the steam vents away. I mean, I'll never play it, but the those cards are unreal. Like the foiling process is just so mint. I've never seen a card like that looked that nice before. So it was tough to send away. But the I think the best value in those cards is right now. I think they're just going to go down. So it's a uh, a good time to sell them. Yeah, only as well get opened. And I mean, I like that's that's my impression. I don't like personally. I think they look fucking awesome. Oh, uh, and I, and I, I was like, there was one of the kids. I, I went and did a, a pre-release, and one of the kids there had a expedition polluted delta and scalding oh, tyrant in his binder. Oh my god! Yeah, and I was just looking at it, going, "Those look fucking awesome." But I yeah. I have never been one to foil out a deck anyway. No. And uh, I don't know. It's it, it. Part of me thinks it's too bad that they're only foil, you know. But that's just my preference. I didn't. I actually I didn't get any. I didn't open any expeditions. Um, did you pre- did you do a pre-release? Yeah, uh, yeah, oh. I, did, I did a pre-release and and I, my son went and did one with me and he, he actually opened a better better things than I did. Like he got <laughs> a uh, the the promo was Kiora. Oh yeah, oh that's a that's a good one to have. I think that's gonna be a good card for standard. And then um, yeah. I was actually more excited that he opened a foil island. <laughs> 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 and then. Uh, in like prize packs, I got both of the Green Mythics, the Undergrowth Champion, and Green Warden of Murasa. So the Undergrowth Champion right now, I think, is at its high point. It's like it's like TCG bids like eighteen, nineteen dollars on it. So okay, it's probably if you're if you're looking to flip it now is probably the time to to, to flip it. Just the, as yeah, the, the standard cards. I have no interest in fucking holding them. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm 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 gonna go do some. I'll go do some more drafts. Um, the pool I ended up opening was kind of funny because it had, uh, I had, like, you know, the four packs or whatever, and I had f- four rares that were just duplicates of each other. 
Really? I had two copies of this Felidar Sovereign. If I have 40 or more life, I win the game. Vigilance Lifelink guy. And, um, and I got two of this Fathom Feeder, which it's like a blue-black death touch ingest fucking thing. Yep. And like a blue-black and three, and I could draw a card and exile the top card of my opponent's library. But I'm, you know, and I'm looking at the pool and I'm like, alright, well I got two of this rare and I got two of that rare, I might as well do black, white, blue. And like play <laughs> Esper. So I put black, white, blue together and I'm like, yeah, this Fathom Feeder, sure, he's got Death Touch, reminds me of Baleful Strix, it's a 1-1. One, one. And then as I'm playing, the first time I cast it and put him on the board, I'm like, he doesn't fucking fly. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, like, he, I'm like, he's not quite Baleful Strix, but like, and I was playing against one of the guys we play Legacy with all the time. And I'm like, and, and I cast him, and he turns it around, and he starts reading. I'm like, yeah, he's kind of thinking he's like Baleful Strix. And he didn't attack me the whole time. And then, like, after the game, he's like, oh, he doesn't fly. I'm like, no, I guess he doesn't. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, like, I just think of it like Baleful Strix. But um, it was actually good to, like, they couldn't, like, really rush in because I just had this blocker anyway. And I forget, I didn't do, like, I don't think I did terribly wonderful. I don't even know what the fuck I did, but I ended up getting three prize packs. And I didn't... I opened whatever these two green mythic um, things are. And mm-hmm. you know what my son had that was actually really good and he ended up casting against me was something, this uh, enchantment from beyond. So every upkeep he would get a 1-1 one, one fucking thing and then he could sacrifice it and go get an Eldrazi spell out of his deck. Yeah, those are those, that's a pretty good enchantment. Yeah, it was actually, it was pretty good and he like had that and Kiora and I had to like get Kiora off the board. But, yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good nice. time. I haven't done, I haven't done sealed in a little bit, so now I'm kind of looking forward to doing some drafts. And I told the store when I was on my way out there, I'm like, you know, set aside any merfolk stuff, because right. I'm still trying to put merfolk back together. Did you pick up any pieces over the weekend? They actually didn't have any there, but I, I, somebody's, uh, you know, one of the guys got a hold of me that he actually is liquidating his collection too, and wondered if I had interest in his wastelands. Oh. So, I'm trying to figure out if it actually uh, makes sense for me to start doing that. Like, I, I'm, I'm putting Merfolk back together. I need Wastelands. And then he, he got a hold of me again. He's like, I actually just found a Curse Catcher, too. And I'm like, it's okay. Well, I need that, too. <laughs> um, so I, I just I just took, after the sealed event, I took what I had from Merfolk and then just, like, proxy the rest of the cards, basically just wrote on the back so that I oh, could, nice. just so that I could keep in mind the cards that I'm looking for. Like, yep. I, I know i got to yeah. find a Jet, I know i got to find wait, uh, Force of Wills and Wastelands and stuff, and I'll pick them up, you know, as time goes on. I'm not going to, I'm not, I can't, even at the moment, I can't, like, fucking, I really can't do much with my account. I can't do much yeah. with my checking account. I get, there's so many eyes that are just scrupulous on it. I, I'm, right, I'm, yeah. I'm getting questions on, like, because I sold the collection, but it's being bought in payments. So mm-hmm. every every time I make a deposit, and then the mortgage company's like, "What's this big deposit about?" <laughs> like, uh, it, is that the card collection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I can't. I I made a transfer from my savings to my checking. It, like everything's red flagging them. Oh yeah, dude. I I trust me. When I bought my house, I went through the same thing. It was insane. Yeah, it's insane. just uh, it's just interesting. So obviously, the word of the street, you know, the big news. Is the updated banned and restricted list, right? That sure. Was updated 28th. Um, I mean, so, I think that's so pretty good news. You're excited that Black Vice is unbanned? Um, well, he, here's the thing is, man, <laughs> I just, I just re-listened to the episode today, and I remember you saying specifically that you wanted Black, that you thought Black Vice could be unbanned. So well, yeah, I want to, I, mean, I want to give you props on, on calling that one. Dick Through Time banned, Black Vice unbanned. Those are the changes for Legacy. 
Yeah, um, the, the interesting part to that to me is that him to Turek gets better because Dig is banned, and yeah. it gets worse because Black Vice is legal. <laughs> I think it's going to take a while for people to figure out exactly what to put Black Vice in. Sure. What do you, what do you well, I mean, it's going to be a land destruction deck, right? Scary. I remember this card. This card is scary. What's that? It's, it'll be some sort of Black Vice. It'll oh, be okay. in some sort of prison deck, and that'll be like the clock. It'll be like Winter Orb or Stasis or mm, mm. <laughs> still it can go on a Landstill deck. Then you just like with Landstill, you get the choice to put cards in their hand too. So it's a powerful card, that's for sure. So in the existing meta, obviously I think I think the consensus is that Miracles just goes to the top and is up there by itself. Do you guys think that's right? No. Uh, sneak and show, and anti and uh, and. Well, I th- well, I I just think that like I I mean, from what I what I've seen, like it looks like miracles, Charlotte's bug, sneak and show, death and taxes, land and lands and rug delver are probably the high guys, right? But like out of all of them, like miracles is I think the most potent. Do you think that's wrong? Uh, why would you say most potent? Uh, I just, I mean, I think that it's probably the best against that field. No. You don't think so? No. I mean, with the exception of maybe Death and Taxes? No. Shardless Bug will fucking, it, the, Shardless, the Shardless Bug Miracles matchup is perfectly fine. Really? Cas- oh, yeah. Yeah, you cascade into Abrupt Decay. They're not going to keep shit on the board. <laughs> like, you just, you, you main deck Abrupt Decay, which takes counterbalance off the board, and... You have clocks. It's sh- the shardless shardless bug against miracles is a matchup I always enjoy. I love I love playing shardless bug against miracles. Mm. I mean, the, what I'm actually curious to see, th- like financial implication, I'm actually curious to see with Black Vice unbanned if the price of Wasteland goes up further. Because mm. you think it's going to go into like a land destruction type deck? Well, like you know, Braden was just mentioning it too. Prison decks, anything. Yeah. If, you can, if you can keep your opponent from casting things. You, I mean, if Black Vice is unbanned and people are going to start doing things with it, what they're going to start doing is keeping their opponent's hand full. I mean, it's yeah. the only thing that makes sense, and you do it by taking their mana away. Yeah. So, like, blood. I'm curious if Blood Moon will go up further. I'm curious if Black Vice, if uh, Wasteland will go up further. I'm, I'm curious to see what actually happens with it. I think Jerry was mentioned in Sinkhole. That, that yeah, sink, he did, he That was, Sinkhole's yeah. got a low price for what it normally was, and that makes sense. Hmm. It'll be like a mono black prison deck, you think? I mean, there's already Pox. Yeah. I mean, the Pox can play. Sure. It's just, uh, I'm curious to see what actually, like, you can counter what people are doing, you know, but if you can keep them from casting them. So I think, like, Trinisphere becomes, uh, playable in Vice decks because they, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you, you need six mana to cast two spells. Like, you got Brainstorm and Ponder, you need six mana to get two cards out of your hand, and unfortunately both of those are going to replace themselves. Yeah, it's going to take some work, but I think there's a really good deck that's going to come out and just stomp one of these tournaments. And it'll just be like, people just aren't going to know what to do against it. They'll be like, him to Turoking themselves to get cards out of their hand so they don't die to vice. (laughs) Right, right. Like, you can play Rule of Law and Black Vice and and just play Howling Mine. Okay, so I guess what I'm trying to figure out is... um, if we th- if we think that Black Vice is going to be a major like component of a like prison style deck or whatever, that's going to be maybe one of the win cons of a deck. 
what beats that? What beats Black Vice? Because I have no experience playing against or with that card. So what what gets around Black Vice? What is better than Black Vice? Like <laughs> Ivory <are> Tower. You... <laughs> <laughs> so what, hold on, hold on. What? I don't get it. Explain my explain the joke. So uh, I I forget if it's three or four, but Black Vice makes you take damage for every car every card over four. Oh, <laughs> Ivory Tower is like gain life for every. I just looked it up. I just looked it up. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> if Ivory Tower if Ivory Tower starts getting legacy play, we did something crazy. Oh, that's kind of good. <laughs> is that like is that was that the because they were it printed in the same sets? Was that like the um. Like just the like the created as the exact opposite of that card. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's just the checks and balances for for each other. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you. I you fucking you. you fucking kids and your newfangled computers. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my right. digital lawn. It's uh, well manicured. <laughs> you're not even the old guy here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old in spirit. <laughs> Look behind these eyes, you'll see a lifetime of sadness. <laughs> hey, can I, can, are any of you guys like flavor guys, like Vorthos guys? Uh, a little bit. I'm a, I'm a fan. A little bit, a little bit. Okay, here's a, here's a question. I mean, if you got a demon for me. Oh, Braden's here. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. What's um, up, man? Talking magic. Uh, we, we, were just, we were just talking about how uh, we fucked up Legacy if Ivory Tower starts getting played because Black Vice is unbanned. Nah, four four Ivory Towers every deck. That's what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> old, yep. old, old school combo back in the day was uh, Necropotence plus Ivory Tower. Oh, yeah. Bring that shit back. Oh, yeah. And then if you want to get real tricksy, throw a spell book in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so my quick my quick flavor question is this. On, car, on, on the rack... You have like that stuffy doll thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that's on Cursed Rack mm-hmm. and on uh, Black Vice. Yep. What's and up with it, that? And then it also made a comeback yeah, with, with a stuffy doll. If you that's actually right, look yeah. up stuffy doll, it's an actual card. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's up, up with that? Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? So I, I know a little bit. Most of this is just hearsay and a little bit of speculation, but. Right around this time, um, Magic was getting, like, really, really popular, and it was starting to also be printed in other languages. And I know a lot of other countries, especially China, um, had more strict censorship laws than the U.S., because if you remember, this is, like, back in the 90s when, like, comic book censorship was really big, and everyone was about, like, graphic violence to kids, and there was the first, like, congressional, congressional, uh, like, meetings on video games and all of that. So people were being more uh, conscientious about, you know, what was being printed because other countries had, you know, really, really strict laws about showing, like, blood and skeletons. So the stuffy doll was kind of a way to represent what was happening without, you know, offending other countries. Interesting. Interesting. And I think the stuffy doll was just... I am i don't know if this is true, but do they all have the same artist? It might just they be do, yeah. Richard, Richard Thomas. Yeah, so I, I think that they did a stuffy doll rather than an actual person because of the whole graphic nature. They didn't want to be censored in other countries. Because yeah. if you actually look, some Chinese cards actually have different art because it didn't pass the censorship laws in China. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, so I think that was just his way to kind of connect them all together, too. 
So, well, so we were going with the uh, the banned and restricted update, Jerry, and obviously uh, we talked about it last week, but Dick Through Time was, was banned. Yep, and, suck uh, it, Chris Cheehy, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and black and black vice is unbanned. Um, uh, did was there anything you wanted to talk about as far as what you think uh, gets better and what gets worse? I mean, I uh, just want to say get wrecked, Chris Cheehy, once again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Love you, man. <laughs> he's he's been giving me all sorts of uh, shit on social media about it. I did not ban. I did not personally ban Dig Through Time, though my strongly worded letters to the entire Wizards of the Coast staff probably helped. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I think Dig Through Time is probably the layup, so I'll start with that. I mean, writing's been on the wall for a while. We all knew that banning was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, though if it didn't be banned, I probably would just sweep this under the rug, so take it as you will. But <laughs> uh, I, for one at least, was kind of expecting this to happen. I would be more surprised if it didn't happen. Um, so it's just going to be interesting to see Legacy rotate back to basically what it was before Cons of Tarkir came out. Right. Um... So it is going to be interesting. I I wonder almost if this will give a little bit more room to some of the Origins cards, give them a little bit more room to shine, mm-hmm. um, see if uh, some more of those see play. Uh, I, I mean, I obviously, I think it's good for the meta. You know, it helps diversify. You know, I can actually pick up Aggro Loam again, which is nice. So I'm just kind of happy Dig Through Time's gone, even though it does, you know, make Omnitel a back to a tier 3, tier 2 deck. As far as Black Vice, I'm pretty excited about that. I love that card. Love that card so much. Um, You know, one of my original cards I played with back in the day when I first started playing. I mean, I'm excited to see everyone already start to brew with it. You know, on the Facebook group, a bunch of people uh, started getting, uh, you know, throwing some ideas around, seeing what would work. Uh, I I don't have the Facebook group pulled up in front of me, but I forget who it was that actually uh, started the chat. Does anyone know offhand? Ah, it's uh, Joel. There we go. So Joel on the Facebook group. I like the way he put it, since the news drops and Dig Through Time is is gone, let's look on the bright side and start brewing our asses off. So I I liked he got that thread started. Um, And, you know, people throwing out some pretty interesting ideas. I liked your idea, Braden, of... Combining it with standstill. Then you have the choice to, oh, I can put cards in your hands by casting a spell, or mm-hmm. you can give me cards. Yeah. <laughs> Win-win. I, I was thinking about it with land techs, where they're going to want to get the lands out of their hand regardless. Uh, you, as in, like, put them back with uh, other cards, or...? No, it's like, I, if I'm playing land techs with Black Vice, you're not going to want to sandbag the lands in your hand anymore. Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I think it automatically slots into mud. I I may get an angry uh, tweet from Celso (laughs) when this comes out, but I I think it goes pretty well into mud because it gives mud an alternate win condition uh, if they're not able to swing in uh, for whatever reason. Just the combination of, you know, Chalice of the Void, Trinisphere, and Lodestone Golem, um, that's just going to keep hands stranded in, in your cards stranded in your hand. Like not, I, not only that, like he, had, he, I know he ran Crucible of Worlds in Wasteland. Oh so yeah, he's able to recur that, and he's able to to, to waste all my land because he did that to me one time. Wasted all my lands just so he could get through my uh, my ensnaring bridge, so he could attack through my ensnaring bridge. But um, there's certainly that that part of the win condition as well. Yeah, and also the other thing people forget is Black Vice doesn't need to do 20 points of damage. You know, Black Vice was kind of the original Delbrook Secrets, where it would just, you know, knock your opponent's life total down by three every turn. And even if they get out from under it, it's probably dealt them a quite a bit of damage already. 
Um, so, you know, you don't have to necessarily look at Black Vice being the solo win condition, as more of just Black Vice is what gets you on your way to winning the game. Hmm. Because, you know, you can take a couple hits off Black Vice and then get, you know, swung in with a lodestone golem, and that might be all you need to do to win the game. So, I think it goes into mud really well, and I'm also really excited to see, uh, you know, what brews, uh, come out, uh, from under it. Um, definitely, I, I'm thinking I'm gonna pick up a place at the sinkholes, uh, because I think a land destruction deck can definitely make a comeback now that, uh, you know, Black Vice is back. There's a lot of stuff you can put it in. Yeah, oh, definitely. Kind of, you know, and the best thing is, is like, those colors are very splashable, so just, you know, black, red. You can do like black, red, green, get Life in the Loam, Wasteland Recursion. You can do black, red, blue, get kind of a Grixis Control deck going. Blue also gives you access to Stifle. So, you know, I'm really interested to see what comes up of, out of it. Yeah, I think, um, well, I, the other thing that I've been sort of kind of tossed around in my mind is, like, obviously since I'm on Blue-Red Delver right now, like, I'm running three Dig Through Time in that deck. And I sent you guys a little link that has an old Blue-Red Delver deck from before uh, the cons release. Or it's, it's a t- I should say it's a top ten list from the uh, Open in Somerset, New Jersey. Six was Blue-Red Delver. And I, I have all the cards that are in this list. I'm interested to see if you guys think that this is still, like, a valid list if it's something that's worth working with. Um, because, you know, as it stands right now, because of the, you know, I picked up a couple more uh, duels this weekend, I'm only one card away from, I'm only one UC away from um, Grixis Delver, but it's not, doesn't seem like a good time to build Grixis Delver. So I'm trying to fight, figure out, like, where where Blu-ray Delver is kind of at in the meta. Like, because I was thinking about, like, should I go into, like, more of a control build, which is, it, this is kind of that with the four Wastelands and four Stifles. Mm-hmm. Um, or do you go more like counter burn and run like more chain lightning, more direct damage spells? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Fuck up lands. <laughs> like no, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, Pat. Before dig through time and treasure cruise, I was facing a blue red deck that just fucked with lands. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the blue red stifle package mostly because of a card that isn't included in this particular list. But oh yeah. Blue-Red was one of the very original, well, not very, very original, but one of the very good competitive Phyrexian Dreadnought decks. So it was running Stifle already as land destruction, and someone just thought it was cute to throw in a couple Phyrexian Dreadnoughts as a combo piece. (laughs) And that's what I love, is you can just get a 12-12 on turn two, or you can also just play as a uh, a, a Blue-Red Counter-Burn deck. Hmm. So, if you have the stifles available to you, I... Oh, actually, yes, what am I talking about? Because they're super fucking cheap now because of Conspiracy. I saw yeah. they were like $7 the other day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, get stifles, play this, and I have a playset of Phyrexian Dreadnoughts if you want to start dropping 12-12s on people's heads. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds, sounds awesome. Or, <laughs> as an alternative idea... Uh, this has Young Pyromancer in it. Yep. And Price of Progress and Stifle. Uh, you could just... What the hell was that thing? Magus of the Moon? Oh, yeah. The 2-2? Oh, yeah, like Jay Richards' original deck. Um, yeah, Jay but... Richardson, yeah. And just start playing bl- uh, Blood Moons out of the sideboard, Magus of the Moon, get rid of the Price of Progress, and and it, it's it's freaky. Yeah. It's freaky. Like, that, this deck... I mean, the list that you shared doesn't actually have Chain Lightning. You can run Chain Lightning. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'd want to, want to run Chain Lightning in this. I don't know if I like the Spell Pierce in it. Probably worse. Well, spell Pierce uh, that'll help you against Show and Tell decks. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. That's fair. All right, yeah, because I think Show and Tell is going to get much better, so maybe that's, that's a really good point. Like, well, this your, isn't a very different... Matchup, your weak matchup is anybody who can actually do things with their mana colors yeah. before you're able to moon them out. Sure. That, you know what that, I mean? That makes a lot of sense, too, because I'm looking at this deck, and it's not... This is not a deck from the meta we're in now, and this is the meta that I've, quote-unquote, kind of, like, grew up in. Like, this is the one I've sort of learned first. So it's... It, yeah, I think... Uh, like i, I got to pick up two more Stifles... And uh, I have the rest of this deck built, so um, I think I, I think I like it. I'm interested to see what Grim Lava Master does. Um, Not as much as Magus of the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you've been playing Blood Moon on Jerry's suggestion and you like it, oh, yeah, I love Blood Moon. I fucking love Blood Moon so much. Magus of the Moon is really good. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a Blood Moon that attacks. All so right. <laughs> it increases your curve a bit. You're you're gonna you're gonna be playing more as a control deck. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as controlling as a Delver of Secrets deck can get, but you're definitely going up the curve. Yeah, um, he is a three drop. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a very good deck, though. Hmm. Um, also, when you said, you know, you, you were thinking show and tell decks get better, you were saying more like along the lines of sneak and show, not. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'm actually really excited. I have Omni, uh, sneak and show all sleeved up now that Omnitel. Uh, got knocked down a few pegs. Sneak and show can finally come back, so I'm happy to break that guy, bad boy, out again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like really, really excited for the. I think this change is really good. I mean, I liked playing, I like playing Dig Through Time, but um, I think this is gonna be a nice shakeup to the meta, and I'm really excited to play with some new cards, you know, cards that are new to me at least, and yeah. try out some new lists. And like, I just felt like the deck I was playing was just about getting to where I liked it. Like, you know, going four and three at that open was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I get to kind of like brew again and start over again from scratch, and I'm actually sort of looking forward to that. I'm really, really thrilled. Yeah, one phenomenon I always notice whenever a major band restricted list uh, announcement happens is the meta doesn't snap back as quickly as people expect, and it never snaps mm-hmm. back in the same way mm-hmm. because people have adjusted their sideboards, so they've added in cards such as like Chalice of the Void. Chalice of the Void saw a much, uh, you know, a much more uh, play uh, once Treasure Cruise and then Dig Through Time were in the format, and it's it's been in people's sideboards long enough that they've almost kind of forgotten why they're running it. So mm-hmm. people are still going to be packing the same hate in their sideboard against Dig Through Time because that's it, a good point. It it was just kind of affecting other cards in general. So I mean, before Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time came out. Elves was arguably the the best combo deck in the format, and then everyone started running Chalice of the Void, and Elves fell off the face of a cliff. And I don't think Elves is going to come back nearly as quickly as kind of the rest of the meta, because people are still going to be playing Chalice of the Voids, because first of all, just a whole bunch more people have been playing with it, and they realized how much they like that card, and also because people in Legacy, uh, it's not necessarily laziness, but it's just... People don't update their list as frequently as, say, like standard or something right. else that changes much more frequently. Yeah. So I guarantee you, there's going to be plenty of people who just bring the exact same 75 that they've been bringing for the last month because uh, they haven't gotten around to updating their list yet. Right. That's a good point. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm really excited to. I'm glad I already have my wastelands because I think Adrian's right that that's probably going to be off price. Um, so I'm glad I already have those, and I just need two more stifles, and I'm, I'm good to go on that list. And I think I'll yeah. pick up those Magus of the Moon. I think that's a cool... And, 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 you think running that instead of... So like, expensive now. 
Yeah, they're like thirty bucks. Right. So, he was a bulk was rare. Like, <laughs> like I remember, like flicking through those in fifty cent bulk rare piles. I'm like, eh, I don't need any of these. <laughs> well, he's just like at a three drop. I would think that it's not where you want to be, but well, the I, thing is, is you you play him game one, yep. and then you side him out and side in Blood Moon. <laughs> because they keep their creature removal, but they yeah. have no enchantment removal. Yeah. Right. And then game three, if the, if it gets to game three, you can decide which way you want to go. Maybe both. Like, it, it's it's so fucking silly. Yeah. It, it's it's I, I, oh man, and and like when I used to play with Jay, because he he was crushing me with that deck, and he was so freaked out because he needed to mull into the stop because he knew I was gonna I was playing ten fins, and like he was afraid that like if he didn't have force of will, he was dead. But like, if he had days, he was fine. <laughs> yeah, and then he would he would just moon me out. I'm also excited because him Torak can now finally make a comeback. Now the yep. dig through time's not in the format, so really been itching to play me some him Toraks. Does that mean like Liliana gets better too? Yeah, Liliana gets better uh, because that was the biggest problem with Liliana. You strip them out of their hands. You have a Liliana, and they top deck dig through time, and then they cast dig through time and draw their two card combo. Yeah, right. Right. Um, so yeah, Liliana definitely gets better. Just discard in general gets better. Yeah, so thought seize and all that good stuff. Basically, Bug Delver can make a comeback. Like yeah. Del- Bug Delver was pushed to the brink of extinction. Just that I'm actually kind of curious if if Black Vice. So Black Vice is unbanned. How the anticipation of like if 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 you just anticipate people brewing. To like avoid black vice damage for whatever reason, do you just start playing rack and fuck with people? <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's doing. Nineteen ninety six. Everybody's playing one drops because they're afraid of black vice, so you just start playing the rack. <laughs> yeah, um, I like their logic on the website though. They said that traditionally black vice was a card that was used against control decks that were based around drawing cards, and I'm just reading that. I'm just like. Yeah, that was how it was back in the day, but that's nowhere near what it's like now. Like, people aren't holding seven-card hands. Like, even Miracles. Miracles with Sensei's Divining Top just plays off the top of their deck a lot of the time. Um, So I almost feel Black Vice is going to have very much of an impact in the format, just as a a standalone card, because people empty their hands very quickly in Legacy. You know, there's a reason why Abrupt Decay is such a good card. Everything in Legacy is so cheap, so people play it really quickly. So I think Black Vice is really going to shine in decks that combo it with others, other you know strategies like land destruction or prison style decks. I'm kind of curious to see, like, if, I mean, if it gets play against, I'm really curious to see it against like ant decks and decks that need to sculpt a seven card hand to combo out. Yeah, it's going to be real hard for those those seven card combo decks that really want to keep a full hand. So you say like ant and um, what's the blue one? Uh, fucking H- high tide. High tide. Mm. High Tide, yeah. like Enchantress? Yeah, Enchantress, High Tide, Storm. I think these are decks that don't really need to be hated out. If anything, no, I mean, that's true. Abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one cute interaction I did see was uh, Black Vice plus Remand. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and it pitches the Force of Will. Yep, plus if you play with Standstill... It's like, all right, break your standstill, cast a spell, remand it. <laughs> what about you, Brayden? You're you, you love to brew. What what's the first thing you're sleeving up with Black Vice? Uh, like you said, standstill. I think uh, I think it it can go into like a landstill deck where you're just 
beating down with Mistress Factories and doing damage with the, the Vice. Uh, would you play like, Vile in that deck, too? Like, traditional standstill? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it's not a deck that I'm too familiar with. So. <laughs> this imaginary hypothetical deck? You're not an expert? <laughs> no! <laughs> Go figure. What, who let you in here? Who let him in? <laughs> yeah. Well, you weren't guiding the door, Jerry. <laughs> ah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, Black Vice has been out of the format for so long, mm. nobody knows how to play with it, and nobody knows how to play against it. So, When was Black Vice banned? Does anyone know that? I was banned off the bat, because it was restricted in, in vintage for forever. Oh, really? Because I was going to say, it's like, I don't even know if I ever knew a time when Black Vice was unbanned. I remember back when we, when I started, we basically played Type 1, which was basically vintage, but yeah, back then there was only like six sets anyway. And I remember Black Vice was restricted, and I remember that the Turn 1 Swamp Dark Ritual Tutor Black Vice, that was a thing to do. Yeah, oh yeah, that was- you also ran Necropotence in that deck, too. Um, good, yeah. Yeah, that deck was real good. Yeah, I remember that, too. You know, back in the day, we didn't play Legacy. We played we played Vintage without power. Yeah, it was Type, it was type 1. And if, mm. you, if you had the power, you were you were really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it was back in the day. I remember playing it in Armageddon decks. I remember playing Black Vice in Stasis decks. Oh, you're speaking my language with stasis. <laughs> he oh, said stasis earlier. Was... Oh, man, uh, was, there was a lot of gross prison decks back then. Uh-huh. Jerry needs a cold shower now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> a little winter orb. Yeah, winter orb, nether void. Yep. If you could, if you could find nether voids. Yeah, a lot of cool gross. things. A lot of cool things. Or it's... Probably going to be like World Torture Dragon and not do shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's still cool it to is. have the card out there, though, right? Like to allow the brewers something to do, and and I I I wasn't super hot on the dig ban originally, but now I'm really excited for it because I think it does. I think it is going to make it very interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I shouldn't go that far. <laughs> I think it is going to do something because anytime a one mana artifact that can win the game in a vacuum. Uh, is unbanned, I think it definitely can see play. Just the fact that it's so cheap and it's colorless makes it so flexible that it'll find a home somewhere. About the dig through time banning, I'm perfectly okay with it because when Pyromancer's Ascension starts getting legacy play, <laughs> something's fucked up. <laughs> like, I don't know if you were seeing that at all up in Canada, Braden, but like I was seeing people who were getting double digs because they had an active Pyromancer's Ascension. Yeah, well... I was I would have been uh, confused with that band until I actually played Omnitel, <laughs> and, yeah. and Dig Through Time in that deck was absolutely broken. Sure, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've like, been thinking for a long time insane. that it was the best deck for it. Yeah, it was the best deck for it for sure. It was absolutely insane. And the thing is, is like you know, I think there's a lot of people who are kind of worried that Omnitel won't exist now that they banned Dig Through Time. But Omnitel's existed before Dig Through Time. I think it'll exist afterwards. You know, and and somebody had mentioned uh, that Impulse can serve its purpose, which it did before Dig Through Time. You know, I'd like personally, the last Omnitel deck I actually enjoyed playing was the Red Blue with Burning Wish. 
Yeah, there's that deck too. Yeah, the red blue one. That's a good deck too. Yeah, I mean it was powerful. I just I, I got hosed out because it was sorcery speed. Yeah. Uh, Oblivion rings were a problem, and Rishid on port was a problem. Oh man. So what else is going on, guys? So we had the uh, the pre-release. We did that. I, I'm yeah, and, and, and I'm looking forward to drafting. Yeah, definitely. I'm actually this week. I have my free draft at TJ's for doing the pre-release the previous weekend. So mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go do my free draft on Friday night if I can. Uh, and you got some pretty sweet pulls I saw. I did, yeah. So we, we did talk about it earlier, but I will... <laughs> well, no, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine, because I actually like talking about it. Uh, so, yeah, no so I did shit. pull the... Uh, I got the Steam Vents Expedition in my in my sealed pool, and then I got one prize pack for just showing up and sucking at, at sealed. And uh, <laughs> and I pulled the Stomping Ground, so that was a nice, uh, a nice little uh, Constellation prize. But I already flipped those. I already mailed them out. I mailed them out today, and uh, I already bought an Underground Sea and a Tropical Island, so flipping yeah. them into Legacy Staples. Sweet. Actually, speaking of flipping cards, I also got my check today for selling my Magic Online collection. Oh, shit. Oh, how much was it? Uh, it was a fair sum. <laughs> so I could get a play set of a Blue Duel off of it. All right. A play yeah. set. So you were pretty deep into, into Moto then. Uh, I did a lot of specking. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't really like trading in real life because it's too slow for me. I don't get to enough events, and most of the events I go to, it's the same people. So, like, trading gets a bit incestuous. But I really let my day trader self out there. Like, you try, Wait, so you don't like incest? No. <laughs> Not a fan of incest, but I... Okay. I do like, uh, you know. <laughs> Somebody you said is a sound bite. <laughs> not, not a fan of incest. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, got, got my day trading itch out on the Magic Online market. So it's like, oh, it's four o'clock, the stock market's closed. Time to boot up Magic Online and do some trading on there. Um, so I did pretty well for myself. Like, I think probably my best bet was I was getting like batter skulls for $3 a piece. And I think I sold them at like $25 a piece. So, like, I was just like trading legacy cards because for a long time, legacy was super cheap on Magic Online because no one had access to the duels, so no one was playing legacy. Mm-hmm. And then Vintage Online, Vintage Remastered came out, and now all these people got into legacy, so all these cards that should have been expensive because of legacy went from being dirt cheap to actually pretty expensive. So, I did pretty well for myself just, you know, flipping those, but. Shout out to uh, mtgotraders.com. They're the ones that I sold my collection to. Uh, they were, like, super quick. You know, I, I would email them, and they would email me, like, within a couple hours, if that. Probably closer, you know, sooner than that, just based on when I was checking it. And they, you know, I gave them the password to my account, and I received a check three days later. So I was shocked at how quick they were. So you, are you just totally out of the Magic Online now? Like, you shut your account down and all that? Uh, I actually have yet to boot up my Magic Online account since I since I sold it, so I don't even know if they uh, left me anything. Let's let's take a look. <laughs> Watch, there's just oh, and of course I have to download a patch because I haven't played Magic Online in ages. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the reason why you sold your collection. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it would be really funny if uh it would, the only card left in there was that one. Uh, what's that card? Yeah, the flavor text is, sorry, sorry, we burnt down your village, here's some gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, whatever this patch is, I'll let you know if they gave me anything. But, All right. 
Shout out to them. If you're looking to sell your collection, do it through MTGO Traders. They're really cool. So speaking of uh, getting in and out of formats, I um, I had talked to Jerry a little bit last week about building an EDH deck um, because I saw a video on YouTube that had, was a Slivers EDH deck, and I thought that looked like a lot of fun. And I had a lot of Puka Trade credits sitting in my account, so I started putting together a Slivers EDH deck, Jerry. Oh yeah. yeah! I have I have uh I have a few cards sitting in my in my deck box right now that are sleeved up, and then I have about like thirty five cards that are on the road to me right now, and another like let's see another like seventeen cards in my want list, and then the only thing I have to do is build a mana base after that, which isn't too bad. Um, I think I'm gonna run actually some of the uh. The new lands from uh, Battle for Zendikar, some of those duels, and try those out, see how they work in that deck. And then if I if I don't like them, then I'll probably go to Shocks um, to replace whatever duel lands I don't have. You know. Yeah, you don't want to know actually. The ironic thing about uh, building an EDH deck is it's a hundred cards, and it's only one of each card. So you figure, oh, how am I ever going to come up with enough cards to build it? But then you pull together all the cards you want to run in the deck. And it'll be like two hundred cards. And you're like, yeah. how am I ever going to slim this down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be fun, man. I'm, I tried EDH once. I built a really bad deck. I'm going to try it again because there's so many. Like I know you play. I know like Renee and Trevor play. They just moved up from uh from Delaware to, to Boston. So, and I have other friends like my buddy Nick plays EDH. So, um, I just want to play some of the formats, something a little bit more relaxed than Legacy, and uh, we'll see how it goes. If I don't like it, I'm just going to fucking sell all the cards. So. Yeah, you can always come and uh, play with us and, you know, wallow underneath Dan's Angus McKenzie Turbo Fog EDH deck. <laughs> because we hate fun. We hate it. Run <laughs> um, the red ley line and just crush them. Uh, I, I really do need to do that. That's our biggest problem is my playgroup got into EDH relatively recently. So we all built our independent EDH decks with no concern for other players. Like, I think my, my like, blue-green deck has a single force of will, and that is the only counterspell in the entire deck. And we just run a bunch of cool things and zero hate. And then we just bitch at each other for doing cool things and we can't stop it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you have a really easy-to-counter lock? Oh, well, fuck this, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> so we just refuse to meta against each other. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, when I build an EDH deck, I just grind my binders and go, oh, this is cool. Oh, this is cool. Oh, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much how I build mine. <laughs> uh, right now, I have a Progenitus deck. My biggest thing is I'll start making an EDH deck, and then I'll put it down and not touch it for months. Like, I have a Progenitus deck, and being five colors, it is just a hodgepodge of cards in, in several deck boxes, and they have been there for, like, the last couple months. Yeah, it'll be awesome. I'm I'm excited. So when I get it all together, I'll I'll hit you up and we'll get some uh, we'll get some games going. I'll bring you guys uh bring you guys some beer and we'll have a good time. Hell yeah! So are you running Sliver Queen or Sliver Legion or what's your what's your commander? I am. Hold, on, let me pull it up. I am running Sliver Hive Lord. Oh, the new yeah, one. So, I'm sorry, Sliver Sliver Overlord. My mistake. My mistake. Just because he's got a three converted mana cost to tutor, which is like. Huge, like yeah, that's pretty big in EDH. Yeah, so he's like, he's basically this is basically just like a toolbox deck. Like uh, I have a lot of slivers that just do stuff. Um, and I got and I will give credit to where credits due. I had watched the um, 
the professors uh, from Tulare Community College. Um, I watched his uh, his deck tech on the Sliver deck, and it, that's what ma- that's what to me like made it look so much like so much fun because it's a toolbox deck, it's a creature deck which I like, and um, just it, I don't know, just seems like a lot of fun. Like it lets me play with the duels that I have, and um, I don't know. Wait, are you good. actually gonna put duels in your EDH deck? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Ah, see, I just I just had Adrian make me some. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, Adrian. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually gonna. I was looking. I was pricing out all the cheap duels, but hey, man, uh, I got some uh, shitty uh, throwaway foil uh, land cards, some basic lands. Oh yeah. 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 You wanna you wanna do some proxies for me? They just happen to be foil full art basic lands from Battle for Zendikar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wants foil full art duels. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what, Pat? Oh, uh, Pat. You know what? I could have made you some really nice foil over your expedition. <laughs> Dude, I'm t- I'm telling you, man. Like I, it was hard for me to send it out. I had to because I know financially, like, because I asked Jerry. Oh, it I, just makes sense. Yeah, like I know that they're, just, they're only gonna go down. They're only gonna go down. But I'm telling you, man. Like the the stomping ground was cool, but that Steve Vents, that Noah Bradley art, man. It was it was something, it man. It was really something. Well, oh, yeah, my biggest thing is all the reports. I don't know if it was just people flooding social media, but it seems like the expeditions were a lot more common than they were first made out to be. So, here's my thing. I've been thinking about this the whole weekend, too, because you guys were talking about how the opening an expedition is supposed to be the same chance as opening a foil mythic rare. Yeah, just slightly more common than a foil mythic, yeah. Okay, so by nature, wouldn't that mean opening a foil mythic rare even more rare? (laughs) <laughs> because now you have foil mythic rare slots and taken up by expeditions oh you mean just in general in battle for Zenikar? I don't know if it took that same slot but I can definitely see what you're saying the thing is is though that these are lands that are guaranteed to see eternal play so anytime you have something that's pip it's pip no. and it sees eternal play it's going to see a lot of money not the new lands, not not the. Oh, okay, not, yeah, right. yeah, not the yeah, sh- not not all the expeditions are guaranteed to stay. Nah, no, no, I right. meant like I meant like the fetch lands and the in the shock lands. Definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I am really tempted because I, you know I have foil blue red storm in modern. And, <laughs> so you want an expedition this year? Ah, uh, man, I already got the foil steam <laughs> like regular, and I got those on the cheap. But I the Jerry, I'm dude, I'm telling you, man, you would be blown away. I don't know if you've seen them up like in. The pictures yeah. I had do not do it justice, dude. They're oh, fucking unreal. I was so looking at the images online. They looked like shit. I'm like, well, not shit, but I'm like, yeah, that's nothing special. I don't need that. And then I saw no. the first image of it in real life, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's real good. Yeah, it's like, it, uh, dude, I wanted to keep it, and I have no intention of ever playing it. That's how nice they are, but, like, yeah. Jerry, I thought I thought the only place you didn't go with your foil modern deck was to the Scalding Tarns. You didn't foil your Scalding Tarns, did you? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is because Scalding Tarn is going to be reprinted sooner rather than later, so... <laughs> As an expedition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Hello, $300 Scalding Tarn. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just like in a standard set, the same way yeah. that it comes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a while. It's gonna. I would say it's probably going to be a year or two, sure. but it's going to happen, and I'm perfectly fine just running foil cons... You know, flooded strands and foil cons, uh, polluted deltas in the meantime. Right, because how often do you play modern? Ah, uh, that's the other thing. Uh, <laughs> I have yet to play a sanctioned tournament with my foil. <laughs> Jerry, just just regular foils? Just regular Sorry, foils. You fucking plebe. <laughs> I know, right? No expeditions? 
<laughs> Dude, I run the cheapest version of every card I can find. <laughs> I run, I, I run Ice Age, I run Ice Age Brainstorm. So uh, I used to be that way, and it's such like, um, like it's reaching for the stars. So I used to be the same way, where I was just like, uh, if it's playable, I'll play it. I just want to get the cards, and then I like finished my playset of Dual Lands. And then I finished, you know, picking up pretty much all the legacy staples I needed. And then you're just like, well, what do I, what do I spend my magic budget on now? <laughs> because your magic budget stays the same. That doesn't yeah. change. You no, keep no, that magic. You don't just stop spending money on magic because you have all the cards you want. Right, you just because that would be reasonable. Want, that would be yeah, reasonable, Jerry. That would be reasonable. I don't just put that towards, you know, a mortgage or, you know, <laughs> something useful. I'm just like, yeah, I've been, I've been spending X on magic every month. Well, I bought all the things I need, so now I just need to buy other things and spend X every month on it. Uh, it's so terrible. I'm just, I'm just glad that it doesn't increase. It, it stays steady, and I'm trying to push it down, and you know, over time, it's just once you've been in it for years, like I have, I just slowly accumulated everything I need. So now I just start, you know, pimping it out. <laughs> Well, and using like my, modern masters like scratch tickets, and using modern masters like scratch tickets, and it pays off. It pays off. Goy foil, goy baby. And Mox <laughs> Opal. And Mox Opal. Yep. Yeah. Crap. Crap. That Mox Opal the other day. Definitely, my collection from like when I first started back in May to now is significantly more expansive and deep. You know, so it's it's cool to have basically two decks already built. Like actually, I guess technically three because like I said, I'm one UC away from Grixis, so I could go with Grixis. I could go Blue Red Delver. Or I go into just mono red burn. So yeah. having like a few decks built is pretty awesome. And it hasn't it hasn't been like a huge investment other than initially getting into some of the the big cards. But Puka Trade helped a lot with that. So yeah, exactly. And I mean, you, you're you're a dad. You have two kids. You have all these expenses. You're not you know selling your kidney to buy magic cards. No, it's I tried. Just, no one wanted it, man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's just you know if you set yourself, it's like oh, I'm going to spend you know twenty bucks a week or twenty bucks a month on magic, and you make the right purchases. You, because it's legacy and nothing ever rotates out, you keep those cards and you can mm-hmm. trade them up or do whatever you want. And eventually you just get to the point where, oh, I've been doing this for the last 10 years. I don't actually need any other individual cards. Oh, maybe now I'll just start saving up and splurging on some stuff. Yeah, getting some expedition foils, you know? Yeah, getting some expedition foils. <laughs> oh, shoot me. <laughs> There's some <laughs> There's some lines in the sand that I just draw, and I, if I ever cross them, I'm just going to be like, Where, what have I done with my life? Like, No, you won't. You'll be looking at it thinking shiny, shiny. Shiny, shiny. yeah. It's like getting foil force of wills. Like, I used to tell myself I would never get foil brainstorms because I would never spend that much on a brainstorm. And here I am, the proud owner of two brainstorms. <laughs> I'm only buying two because I half expect brainstorm to be reprinted in a standard set one of these days. I think, I think brainstorm could be... I think that was the other thing I was talking about with someone the other day was... Legacy staples that are higher than they should be that could be reprinted. Like I think, I think a card like Wasteland could be reprinted in standard without an issue. Yeah. Oh yeah. Were you talking to uh, Kate on Twitter? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember talking to her too. Yeah. I mean, there's just a bunch of uh, yeah. Wasteland's one of those cards. Excuse me. Rainstorm. Wasteland would fuck up modern though. Yeah. Think. No, I don't. But like, modern's already greedy enough with their mana bases. Like, I think it. I think it'd be fine in modern. Don't you think? Well, no, because Wasteland in Legacy takes away your land. Yeah. Uh, Wasteland in Modern takes away your land and two life. Yeah, sure. Wasteland's pretty oppressive in, in Modern, which, eh, maybe that'll be a good thing. I think Force of Will has a much better chance of seeing Modern play than Modern does, because Force of Will actually would encourage the health of Modern, whereas I feel Wasteland would just push everyone to running monocolored decks. And yeah. 
part of me would say, oh, that's a good thing, but then part of me remembers, you know, Theros Standard, where everyone is running mono... Devotion. <laughs> yeah, Devotion. I'm just like, oh, seeing that on a modern scale would, you know... Yeah, but but they would have access to fetches, so, like, that's, a, like, almost a non-bow. And even with the new lands that just got printed, you have an option to run to run the new lands that are, that come into play on tap unless you control two more basics, so... No, wait, what do you mean that's a non-bow? Like, so, so you're not... I, I should say you're not losing the... You're not losing the ability to color fix because you know Theros didn't have fetches in the standard, but they, uh, they have all ten fetches in, in modern. They have now they have they will have all ten dual lands in modern as well, and two ten dual lands that are shock lands and ten dual lands that are non non shock lands. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it just goes back to with legacy. It's like wasteland is already in, oppressive in legacy, and like what Adrian says now, out on top of that, it's like imagine if wasteland said destroy target land and shock someone. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you could, like the the texture of legacy of a uh, modern could change because oh my they. God. Imagine though, like a set of wastelands and a set of uh, fucking ghost quarters in a deck, and Tron just cannot exist. Well, what it would basically do is Blue Red Delver, already one of the best decks in the format, would become hands down the best deck. Like if you gave Blue Red Delver and Modern wastelands, no deck would be able to compete with that. I, I see what you're saying. Like I, I definitely, I, I constantly say, you know, half jokingly but half serious, I'll play Modern when they print wasteland and wasteland and Force of Will in it. Yeah, but I don't actually think Wasteland would be that great for the modern as a format. I do, however, think Force of Will would be good for modern as a format. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, people certainly don't like the, the fast combo deck. So, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Peyton? Do you play any modern? I play quite a bit of modern. Oh uh, yeah, what's what's oh, your? Oh, so all right, so the you, one guy who plays you, a lot yeah, of modern, like, more than like not chiming in on all the all like my idiot face, fucking talking about modern. Like, <laughs> Like, why don't you say, Pat, shut the fuck up, let me talk about modern. Come on, what do you know, man? Let me hear it. Force of Will should, would be probably pretty good in modern. Yeah. Now, what do you play in modern? Recently, I've been playing the, well, probably for the last six, eight months, I've been playing Team Geist. Okay. So that's Red, White, Blue, Geist of St. Traft, Counterspells, Snapcasters, and Bolts. Mm-hmm. It's been really good deck. Like, recently, I put... Uh, Elspeth's son's champion because Jund was becoming big again and she just she just comes down and trumps that whole deck. I, I've enjoyed that deck and uh, a couple of years ago there was a modern GP uh, in Toronto and I day twoed with the uh, Affinity and uh, that deck was good. <laughs> Play that one again. And then uh, all right, so I got to ask just out of personal affinity here. Uh, have you tried in Braden in Modern? Have you tried that uh, Nourishing Vengeance deck? Uh, my brother plays that deck, so I have lots of experience playing against that deck. <laughs> and it's awful. <laughs> it's an awful deck, or it's, it's awful, awful to play, to play against. against. Okay. You can just oh, turn two, I win, or <laughs> turn two, I remand that, and he loses. So okay, it's it's. It's very inconsistent. Alright, I wasn't sure if it still was, because I used to play it, but before the Nourishing Shoal, Gorios shot up and I fucking <laughs> got rid of them. And uh, I've been waiting for people to figure out that the deck is still inconsistent. It is. It is. It's... When it goes off, nothing stops it. Oh, it's a hell of a lot of fun. But uh, it's, it's kind of easy to disrupt, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you people know, get so salty when they lose on turn two. 
<laughs> yes. My brother, we went down to Detroit for the GP there, and he played in a side event after we, we scrubbed out of the, the that team. It was Team Sealed, and you saw the top four teams that won that event. It was just like... Oh, is that the one where it was like Louis Scott Vargas yeah, and it was, Ben Stark and Willie Ed, Edelson and... All the pros were there. Just like unfair having three like three guys like that on a team. Yeah, well, pro pro players love Team Sealed because they just get to get together and be all buddy-buddy with all the pro players. You know, when we all hang out, me and all the pro players, you know. <laughs> we're all good friends, well, I think, you know, me and all the I think the because players. you're playing, like, I think because three people are playing, it also reduces variance significantly. That's why you see there's not as many, like, rogue teams at the top tables when you're doing Team Sealed as you see, like, at, at an open. Yeah, or that's grand, very or good grand point. I'll give you a golf clap for that, Pat, because I like that point. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. <sighs> but my brother yeah. played. A, my brother played a side event, and he won a box. And in the last round, he was playing against Tron, and the Tron guy was just so salty and sure. He's like, that deck's so broken. And it, he's playing Tron. It's like <laughs> the most <laughs> second most broken deck in the format. Yeah, I don't know what it is about side events, but I always run into the saltiest of salty players in side events because they already scrubbed out of the main event. Yeah, I was going to say that's like a double, it's like a double scrub out for them. Uh, well, now it's Adrian's turn for a golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Lita's father had a golf injury. What? What is that? Did he get run over by a golf cart? Because I he got <laughs> he got run over by a golf cart. <laughs> it was. It's the poor, the poor guy. He's got like like now I have titanium rods and shit in my leg, but he has like steel from when a football injury when he was a kid. He bent down to pick up the tee and somebody like hit him with a golf cart and ran over his leg and he went to catch himself as he fell and broke his hand. Oh. <laughs> like dude, it was like the, I'm like wow, the random golf injury. No. I feel shit. really bad for cracking that joke now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I played mini golf this weekend. That's kind of similar. You didn't get injured in it, did you? <laughs> no, I did play laser okay. tag afterwards, though. <laughs> oh, man, where the fuck is that laser tag? <laughs> uh, but uh, what else is uh, going on in the wide, wide world of Legacy? Everyone going to Legacy Sunday? Oh, yeah. I am. I'm excited. I will run that list. Um, yeah, I'm going to run that new Stifle Wasteland list. If I, can pick, I need to pick up two more Stifles. I'll see if the... FT has them available, and um, yeah. Or, or you could see if they got them Friday at Wonderland. Well, well, I'm Friday. I'm going to go to TJ's because I have a free draft. Oh, okay, all right, yep, yep. Because like I, I, it's like legit free. Like they, you, you get entered yeah. in free drafts. So I'm like, ah, I don't want to, you know, pass. Maybe I should head over there and just do a bunch of drafts. It's it's a good shop. I mean, yeah, because not... I could actually make it to TJ's. Oh, can you? Yeah. Yeah, like the um. The single prices there aren't the best, um, no. but uh, it's always a good tour. It's always a good place to play because they have a uh, pretty good uh, community there for the most part. And they also have a lighter card availability. They, oh yeah, they have a. T- they have. Do they have? Probably one of the bigger availabilities in this area, I'd say. Like they have everything in mind, and it's like well organized. It's not like you're going through, you know, stacks of de- stacks of of cards. 
We yeah, could go in group. Just, there is a there is a division of inventory between what's physically in the store and what's in the online store. Yeah, and there's and there's also different prices too, which is something I got into Tom with a while ago. Not like not confrontationally, but I was a little bit upset that 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 was the case. But I understand I understand why he does it. Like you got to run a business and you have to make money in store and you have to make money online and those are different. If if there was a bunch of they have LGS, different overheads, well, yeah, well, it's not even so much that it's like if there were because like the 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 economy of online dictates a lot of the prices downward because there are so many people in the same spot. But in reality, like in a physical store, because there aren't a ton of local game stores around like the Milford area, he can kind of run his prices where he wants them to be, and people have to just kind of like pay those prices. Like he doesn't have to. If there was like seven or eight stores like within a few miles of him. Then his prices probably would be forced to be a, lo- a little bit lower than they are, and, and that's not to say that they're unfair. Like they're not, they're fine prices. They're just they're closer to like TCG mid and high versus like versus like TCG low. You know what I mean? Well, that's neither here nor there. I mean, it's it's still a good shop to play, and I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Think of it as like a convenience fee. Sure, you can pay a dollar less for that single by buying it online, but you're gonna have to wait a week to get it in the mail. You yeah. pay a little extra here, and you get it right now. Um, so it, it's just kind of that convenience factor. Yep, exactly. And, and uh, like I said, I don't mind. I don't mind paying a little extra for a store. It, it doesn't bother. You know what I mean? It's they. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have had a place to do a pre-release. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't mind supporting a store. Yeah, it's just every Magic player is hardwired into them. Like, get value, whether it's card yeah. advantage or card prices. <laughs> you're just instinctively looking for value, even if it doesn't really mean that much in the long run, and it's actually maybe even a negative in the long run. But gamers, gamers got a game, man. Gamers got a game. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, um. yeah. I'm. Uh, I think I'm going to be sleeving up some sneak and show for the next tournament. Nice. Uh, get that back out. And then I also think I'm going to be picking up some explorations at that e- that's E on Sunday because I want to put together this uh, Need for Speed Titania deck. <laughs> Jerry, I got another question for you. Yeah. You're putting Sneak and Show together. Yes. How close would you actually be to having Shardless Bug together? Uh, you mean with Sneak and Show put together as a lot at the same time? Uh, well, uh, yeah, all right, so you'd be missing, you'd be missing four Force of Wills. Yep, four Force of Wills. Um, and then I actually don't have, I only have two Shardless Agents and only, like, one Ancestral Visions. So I don't, I don't actually have those pieces. Yeah. I mean, I could put together Bug Delver completely just with Force of Wills. Force of Wills is really the only card that, uh, carries over that is easily replaceable, like Brainstorm or, or Daze or something. Yeah, I gotta try to figure out what I want to prioritize: Force of Will or Wasteland. Yeah, um, I feel Force it's, of Will. It's kind of like I a just, coin toss. Yeah, it is a coin toss. But if you're playing blue, Force of Will is more important than Wasteland. If you're not playing blue, obviously Wasteland's more important. So, well, they're both important to me playing Merfolk. True. I mean, like, it's it's just a matter of like like at the moment, you know, we were talking about Black Vices unbanned. I'm actually curious if that's going to make if that's going to influence the price of Wasteland to go up. Mm-hmm. So like now might not be a bad time to pick up Wastelands because like what are they going to fucking drop? Like no, <laughs> not in either way. You know, it's just wh- where I want to prioritize the resources first. Force of Wills of Wastelands because I can keep looking up the rest of the Merfolk pieces anyway, and. um but yeah, just I don't know. It was just it was just a curiosity. 
yeah, definitely. I mean, my point of view with it, you know, we've said it on the cast before, there are budget versions of Wasteland, there are no budget versions of Force of Will. Sure, yeah, I mean, I could get four Force of Wills and play Ghost Quarters. Yeah, or I mean, just like anything else. Like, you don't need to run Wasteland in Merfolk, you need to run way- uh, Force of Will in Merfolk. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, like you could you could put in back to basics in the Merfolk, and that would fuck over a lot of people. I, I do that out of the sideboard anyway. Yeah, I'll play back to basics. Actually, yeah, I guess I could just fucking run it main. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I got uh, I got an email, and I, and I want, I was wanted to read this. And kind of fall, because it follows up with Pat a little bit. Um, so this is from Alan Roth, and it says, uh, hey guys, sorry I've been meaning to email you guys for the last two weeks. I really appreciated the scoop and a top eight the other week. It's pretty cool that you guys actually read and responded to my email. It's pretty cool that you guys actually read and responded to my email. Uh, you guys can totally read my emails on the show if you want, but you don't have to feel obliged to now, now since it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, so we're th- doing it anyways. <laughs> yep. So this was the, this was the guy that emailed about uh, you know, here at the cast and remember playing against Pat, and I was trying to get Pat to put that audio in. Yeah, I, I just I, I wanted to check with him first. I didn't want to like. Yep. Yep. You know. So I got an email from him, and I'm just following up with it. So. Uh, also, I really like the guests you guys have been having on the show. Bob and Frankie have had a lot of interesting input. They were great to hear. That's all I wanted to say. So keep producing great content, guys. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Alan. Love Very us. nice words to hear from him in the original email. And then, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that's what, I mean, I wanted to get that. I wanted you to put that audio in. I know you were all, like, shy and embarrassed, too. But <laughs> that's cool. Well, it was just like, you know, I, I don't know. It's very... um there's just very nice words to hear from somebody, you know what I mean? It's nice. Yeah. And then and then I got this. So the other day I put up a picture in the Facebook group too, uh, of another uh, donation that came in from Canada cuz like, I don't know, Canadian guys are awesome, right Brady? We are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so uh and then when I opened the envelope, there was this and I wanted to share this with you guys too. Uh hey LAL guys, just wanted to say that I lo- I that I love the cast and think you're all doing a great job. Being up here in the great white north, I figured I'd get the most bang out of my stamp buck and send a few bulk rares. I know they're jank, but I figured you might get a bit more for them. Again, keep up the good work, and thanks for helping me get through my shifts with sweet, sweet legacy goodness. Take care. And that's from Ian Thatcher at Thatcher Revolt. So I figured I'd share that with you guys, too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't take much to contribute. Just a pile of cards and a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> Much of all I did, I was just like not using these. <laughs> I know I still have a re- unopened revised booster pack ready to be given away once we hit the one grand mark. Nice. I have a I have a few uh, I have a stack of commons and uncommons too for my uh, for my sealed pool that I want oh, like yeah. the charity as well. So do I. So do I. And I I got oh my god, Pat, I still got. Like eight boxes of comics. I know. I have three boxes in my Jeep. I gotta, I gotta get, Plus, I gotta get down. To, I gotta get down to uh to fucking uh, G2 games and get those out. <laughs> yeah. When does Battle for Zendikar hit shelves? Because I'm gonna be getting a lot of bulk. Friday. So, Friday. Yeah. I'm so. gonna need you to come into work on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Or people can also contribute by just getting on the Facebook page and 
you know, giving me some jank legacy combo that I'm going to need to play. <laughs> like those foil skirk alarmists that have never left my binder. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> well, you got to blow them up, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, we had a, we had a, is it Johan? Yes. So he was, <laughs> I can yes. already tell by Adrian, he was thrilled, uh, he came on, he was talking about playing Tinfin, so, I had nothing Shoot to add to it. That's your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had nothing to add to it, to contribute to it, um, because I don't know anything about Tinfins, but Adrian was very, very excited and had a lot to say, and even Jerry got it in there, so. Oh, um, yeah. I was, I'm the one who got Adrian into Tinfins. That's so fun. That's uh, joke maybe, maybe maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. I gotta tell you, <laughs> Flip was actually Flip was the fucking first guy who like I don't know he knew I like playing show and tell and stuff, and this was before Modern was even a format, and he's like, you might want to take a look at a card called Gorio's Vengeance. And I looked at him like, eh, I'm not terribly sure. And like then I saw Logan Crean's list. I'm like, wow, this card's fucking awesome. This deck is ridiculous. And then I ended up in a mirror match one day with Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the early days. Yep. Yeah. When I was running black red tin fins, that was the first ever incarnation of it. Well, the fuck did the, the crazy thing was like, we're in a mirror match. We're playing the same playmat too. Like everything was identical. And he just comboed out and killed me turn one and then starts sideboarding like crazy. And then I, I'm like, what the fuck is going yep, on? Same same deck, same playmat, same sleeves. And then I beat him and stole his soul and took over his identity. And uh, I became no. Adrian. No, game two, I turn one you. <laughs> and that's when he stole my identity. <laughs> but yeah, so it's... it's uh, so yeah, I was... I, so I was going to get into mail and then I was going to get into scoops and like fucking Pat's just right away with Johan, so... So, way to steal the thunder. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, I was just, we were just talking about about. Uh, Jerry mentioned the the page and like, so that was someone who you know hadn't sent us an email but had something really cool to contribute on the Facebook page. So, sorry, oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to jump the gun. I'll I'll, 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 I'll shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> Go sit in the corner. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got scoops like crazy. Should we just fucking head into top eight? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. So, should we start with Braden? Braden, you up to the stat? Um, sure. I'll scoop uh, scoop my local group in the top eight. They're all great guys. And I hope they do it for me. And uh, I'll scoop all the podcasters in. <laughs> you guys do a lot of put a lot of work into these and get nothing in return. <laughs> Just uh, that's the funny thing, man. Sometimes it's man. Somebody said something to me at one point. I'm like, dude, I don't get paid for listeners, man. I'm like, I just no, I'm not even terribly worried oh, about you guys, it. You guys, you guys put a lot of work into this stuff, and it's uh, us as fans, we appreciate it. Well, well, it's really I, nice as a fan to get on to a podcast to to contribute. It's uh, it's great. Well, yeah, you do contribute, man. You fucking contribute. And uh, let me let me let me ask you from the from the other end of things, like like you know, me and Jerry started doing this, hoping like just help people's Mondays go by a little better because there was it was there was a lag in Mondays. Is that is that good for you? No, nah, I did it for the I did it for the cocaine and hookers. That's what I said. <laughs> okay, hookers and oh, blow. That's what you guys get paid in. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Hence, I can't keep a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean, I always wanted to uh, start a podcast, and then Adrian's like, oh, hey, I'm starting a podcast and doing all the work. You want to just be the pretty face? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'll just be the pretty face. And he said, it's a radio gig, and, you know, that's where I ended up. <laughs> just the washed-up pretty face with the, the croaky voice. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're glad you guys get a kick cool. out of it. Yeah. So then, uh, Pat, you, you scoop it in? Yeah, I'm gonna scoop in. Uh, I'm gonna scoop in TJ's for putting on a good uh, pre-release this weekend. Um, I want to scoop in the top eight wizards for finally getting rid of those stupid seated bo- boosters and the the shitty cardboard trays that they gave you your packs in. And this was a very nice uh, sealed event to go to, so I was happy with that. I actually heard the uh, the cardboard boxes that came with the pre-release pack pre-release packs were actually pretty nice. They were, yeah, actually, they are. Yeah, <laughs> they were excellent. Yeah, yeah, they, they were good. Um, uh, mine's in my trash can next to me because I don't want to keep it. But um, oh, you fish that <laughs> out, boy! Fish that out. Joke. I want to. I want to see what it looks like. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. All right, you can have it. <laughs> it's basically uh, similar to like what the like the event decks come in. You know what I mean? So it's just. I mean, what's cool about it is that it came with like a, a sleeve on the outside. It was like a cardboard box, but like it holds your forty card deck sleeved, which is awesome. Um, it had a little little uh, slot for the um, the D20 that it comes with, so it was nice that, like, you know, the other trays that you would get, like, you couldn't carry your deck around and them, like, you couldn't, like, throw it in your bag because it would open up and fall all over the place. This was, like, just a nice little little deck box to have, and, um, yeah, it, it was fine. It was good. I, I liked it. And, like, again, the uh, the seal format was fun, too, so that was pretty good. And then, uh, scoop on our boy, Brayden, for being on the, ca- the call today. It was good to talk to you, and, uh... And then uh wanted to scoop in uh, Mr. Chris Cheehy. Uh I was able to pick up a couple duels off him because he was looking to unload some land. So uh, scooping him in the top eight, too. And uh, that's it for me. I'm going to scoop in MTGO Traders again. Those guys are sweet. If you're looking to sell your uh, Magic Online collection, hit them up. They treated me right. I'm sure they'll treat you right, too. Um, I'm going to scoop in my, my boy Dave for getting married. And taking me to laser tag and mini golf and oh also also we did uh what are those called uh, go karts did go karts I won I I may have oh I I, I spun out like a fifteen year old girl so, <laughs> I gotta tell you man <laughs> so we we went to go karts and it's like a twenty person go kart track so it's like ten of us in the bachelor party so us ten have half the course and then the other half is like a bunch of other like high school kids. And I just happened, you know how there's always that one go-kart that's just better than all the rest on the, on the track? It's like that one just gets a little bit more juice in, in the tank. Um, I just happened to get that one. So I was doing really well. And this like 15 year old girl comes around the corner and she's about to cut me off. And I just totally do like the police car maneuver where I take like <laughs> my front nose and I just, Did you spin I just slammed into her back left wheel with my front right nose and just <laughs> spun her off the course. And just the look of indignation on her face. What a bag of dicks. <laughs> Yo, I want to win. I want to win. She's going <laughs> <laughs> Take that, bitches! Yeah, so <laughs> shout out to that girl who I just wrecked on the go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so you guys went out on a bachelor party and did a different type of abusing women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on, now <laughs> we can't let go of all our traditions, man. Come on, <laughs> it's fucking shit. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Shout out to Dave and that and that 15-year-old girl. <laughs> oh, God. Let's hope that's never taken out of context. <laughs> yeah, don't use that as a soundbite. <laughs> Shout out to that 15-year-old girl. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. oh, also, a shout out for Braden because you're always awesome to talk to online and in social media, and it's good to hear your sweet, dulcet tones in real life. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want advice on a crappy card to put into a deck, I I know all the good ones. Yeah, you keep feeding me crappy combos so I can buy cards that I'll never play. <laughs> Although, can I? What about you, Adrian? Who are you, man? All right, well, I'm gonna fucking scoop. I'm gonna scoop in this top eight, even though you already jumped the gun there anyway to Johan. Yeah, I don't fuck me. Sharing his ten hints list, <laughs> and, and uh, for, for sharing his ten hints list, uh, I want, definitely want to scoop in the top eight: John Kerman and Kyle, and uh, Ian Thatcher, and fucking man, all the all the guys really. Even the in the fucking guys up in acting, dude. They're like, you know, uh, happy birthday, leaving a legacy from the guys in acting, and I see Jim in the picture. I'm like, fuck, man, I haven't seen Jim in a while. And so I know I want to, I might want to head up to Acton at some point soon and fucking jam some games out. But, um, and Lita's dad, because he's a fucking awesome guy with a golf injury. And you got to be rare to get a golf injury. So, <laughs> fucking, and, and you know what else, you know what else we didn't talk about, though? Because I wanted to fucking see what you guys thought about this. So even after the scoop's in the top eight. So... <laughs> I didn't even fucking realize to like, so my son beat my ass fucking game one, uh, round one, right, at the pre-release. Mm-hmm. So round two, I go to play this kid, he takes a mulligan, and then he scries. Oh yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man! Right. Yeah, the <laughs> like, new scry rule. I could have done that. that. Oh wait, what? That is an effect? Yeah, that's yes. right. Oh, yeah. That officially <laughs> oh. starts Friday. Or no, no, it started that's, last Friday. Oh, that's right, it started with the pre-release, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so th- this kid did it, and I'm like, Oh shit! Like I could have had a much better chance against my son if I'd have remembered. I could <laughs> yeah, try so. <laughs> after I mulled the four. <laughs> like fuck. Oh, that's that's rough. Like, did you guys yeah. get to try it at all though? Uh, I actually didn't have to mulligan at all because I didn't give a shit what my hand looked like. I just wanted to get out of there with my prize. Uh, Pat, Pat, uh, <laughs> Pat stacked his deck because he's yeah. <laughs> No, no, right. dude, my fucking pool was stacked with value. So I don't really <laughs> give a shit if I won any games. I was just like, well, sure. I'm gonna stick around until they give out the prize packs and get the hell out of here. So, and Jerry didn't even realize it happened, so he must not have tried it yet. What about you, Braden? Did you try the mulligan thing at all? I did. I didn't really think it uh, was a big deal. I found for it's me that kinda... I, it was it was encouraging me to take mulligans that I probably shouldn't have taken. Yeah. You know like, I, I, built a, I built a slow control deck, so I was choosing to go on the place or on the draw so I could get more cards. I wasn't mulliganing at all, so okay. I think I maybe maybe did it twice all weekend. And it was just like, well, that's kind of neat. Put that on the bottom. Hmm. I was taking mulligans if I just had lands that were off color and, like, no early gas. I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll take a mulligan and see what happens. I'm like, that might not have been the best fucking idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it it, it did influence my decision-making, where I would mull things that I probably normally wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I was just curious if you guys had any uh, insight or feedback on that new rule yet. So anyway, so yeah, that was about that. I just forgot to touch the mulligan rule, so I figured we'd fucking could hit that. Now that I already went past top eight and shit, so that's right. We can do some cutting and paste, and we'll make it work. Nah, that's fine. I don't know. It could be fine the way it is. Uh, no, it's not I, fine, Adrian. It's not okay, fine. then. So we could do some cutting and pasting. <laughs>
Oh, what do you got a mouse in your pocket? That was a really good idea, Adrian. I really like that idea. Cutting and pasting is a great idea, Adrian. I'm glad you had it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I like I like that too. It's a great idea, Adrian. I'm glad you had it. That's another soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really get soundbites to people. Yeah, I really stop giving sound bites to the people who have editing powers because <laughs> yeah, you just make me into a puppet. <laughs> It's true, it's true. Actually, so so Jerry, did you play any Wet Legacy this weekend? I really don't like incest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Hey Jerry, how was that bachelor party? Shout out to the 15 year old girl. (laughs) (laughs) Who I wrecked. Who I absolutely wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Alright, we're gonna get out of here tonight? Yeah. Alright. So hopefully everybody enjoy your Monday, and uh, we'll catch you next week on episode 52, and hopefully we're going to have some fucking people jumping in and chiming in, like the guys from fucking uh, Atlanta, because Team Tusk is going to start doing that cast soon, too. So yeah, everybody enjoy.
That feels good. I don't know about you, man.